I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome here to another edition of Husker Chat Live. Sean Callahan of HuskerOnline.com. And as always, Husker Chat Live it's brought to you by Sandhills Global. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com and powered by ABM. And these have been a lot of fun. It's been a great opportunity for Nebraska fans to get to know the newcomers, uh, 17 of them now on the roster, on campus right now, uh, going through winter workouts. And it's a great chance to get to know these guys, hear their stories, and most importantly, let the fans chime in and ask questions. So if you have questions um, in today's search five, you're welcome to bring them into the chat function of uh, the, the the chat here. Uh, but let's welcome in our next guest on Husker Chat Live, uh, New Mexico State wide receiver transfer, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Isaiah, welcome to Husker Chat Live and welcome to Nebraska. It's great to have you on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, yeah, let, let's get right to it. I mean, your your path to Nebraska, um, pretty unique path. I mean, I, I grew up in Southern California, um, went to Saddleback um, Community College, then to New Mexico State. Uh, you are a three for two, meaning you can be here three years with the red shirt, but play for two. Um, you know, give us an idea of your path um, growing up in California, then JUCO, then New Mexico State, kind of how everything kind of played out for you. Yeah, so um, I went to a really small high school in Southern California uh, called 29 Palms High School. And growing up, playing college football was always a goal of mine, but um, not a lot of kids really got exposure out of the high school that I went to. So it was kind of tough. Um, once I got to like my junior and senior year of high school, as far as recruiting goes and stuff, I didn't have um, any offers, zero stars, nothing like that. So that's what made me go the junior college route because um, I kind of wanted to take a chance on myself and still try and achieve the goal of playing Division One football. So um, ended up going to Saddleback College and played there my true freshman season. I actually spent a semester there. And so I was fortunate enough to to get in and get out as fast as I could. So I had a pretty good year there my freshman season and ended up signing with New Mexico State that December um, after I graduated. So went to New Mexico State January of 2020 is when I moved out there. And uh, our 2020 season got canceled because of COVID. So that was kind of tough just because I didn't get to get that first season on the Division One level. But it was kind of a blessing at the same time because I was able to develop uh, as, a, as a receiver, as a player, a little bit more. And so this past season was actually my first year playing at the FBS level. So it was a really good experience, and um, things didn't go quite as planned for me at New Mexico State uh, individu- individually and as a team. We kind of struggled uh, this past season, and um, our coaching staff got fired and stuff. So it was kind of – there was a lot of things that went into my decision to enter the transfer portal after this past season. But – uh, I felt like it was the best thing for me. I entered November 29th, I believe, uh, that Monday after my first, or my last game of the season. And it's kind of led me to where I am now. started getting a lot of different scholarships, I think nine total. Um, so it was the first time I've ever had 
Power Five scholarship offers, which was really big for me. So uh, that's kind of what led me to my my where I'm at now. So it kind of came down to here, Minnesota, and Iowa State. Once I got into the recruiting process, and ultimately I, I chose Nebraska. So very thankful and blessed to be here. You mentioned um, you didn't play in 2020. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did New Mexico and New Mexico State? I mean, were they two uh, two of the only ones? I think UConn obviously didn't play that year either. Uh, but did was it the state laws there that didn't allow football to be played in New Mexico? Yeah, there was there was some trouble with that. I remember University of New Mexico. They left the state and went to Las Vegas and practiced at UNLV, and that's how they were able to play their season still, like their conference games in the Mountain West. So we didn't have uh, that opportunity to be able to leave the state and practice. So it was tough not being able to play that season. Like you said, us and UConn were the only two FBS programs that didn't play at all. So uh, it was definitely tough and kind of having to watch everybody else play, whether, I mean, everybody was just playing conference games for the most part, but still completely sitting out for the, for that season was definitely hard. But yeah, it's, the state laws there stopped us from being able to practice and with all the COVID regulations going on. So so what did guys do? I mean, I, I have to imagine it was a mass exodus of guys in the transfer portal and moving on because you, a lot of players like yourself, you went into New Mexico State to play football and um, you were one of two places that didn't get a play that year. How rough was that year? And what did a lot of guys do out there at that time? Uh, we, we did have some transfers pretty much as soon as COVID hit. I remember that's kind of when everything, the whole transfer issue started going down with our program. We lost uh, one of our best defensive players. I remember early on 2020 before uh, that season even was announced that it was going to be canceled. So slowly guys started leaving and stuff. And there was still a good amount of us that stayed though and just, you know, went through it all and, and went through the off season and just kept our head down and just kept working because a lot of us were very new there. We, we hadn't played a division one season yet. So it was that was our opportunity and we were we were trying to give what we had to that program so we just kept working and off season spent whole off season with our strength and conditioning staff and just waited till the next season till our opportunity finally came but yeah it was definitely hard there was a lot of people who ended up transferring but ultimately it was we just had to you know just keep our head down and keep working yeah, you had some, uh, you know, pretty decent numbers there. Uh, Thirty-seven catches for five seventy-eight and four touchdowns um, this past year. Forty-two catches for six thirty-nine overall at New Mexico State. How much did it help you just being in the portal that you had stats? Because I'd imagine coming out of New Mexico State, if you didn't have numbers, it was going to be really hard to get Power Five attention. Um, but having numbers like that, I'm sure, got a lot of people's attention, especially the yards per catch. I mean, you. Um, you had a lot of big plays out in Mexico State. Yes, sir, definitely. The the stats definitely helped me out a lot. And like I said, I felt like I really wasn't even able to scratch the surface of what I can be as a player, but I was thankful enough to be able to get the stats and make the plays that I did make this past season because having that film and those stats, you know, was huge for me entering the transfer portal. And, you know, I sat down with, the coaching staff at New Mexico State and, you know, asked for their advice and my parents and their advice and stuff like that. And so with that little bit of film and stats that I had, that was a good 
enough resume for me to feel confident going into the transfer portal that I could get interest interest from bigger schools and, and be at a better program for me to be able to reach my full potential. You said uh, Iowa State and Minnesota. Did you visit anywhere else besides Nebraska? Or was Nebraska your only official visit you were able to take? No, I, I did visit Iowa State and Minnesota as well. I took – it was actually – there were three days in a row, back-to-back-to-back visits because the day period was coming up that following week. So once I had kind of decided that Iowa State, Minnesota, and Nebraska were my top three, um, I told all the schools that, and we were able to schedule visit official visits with all three of them. And I went Iowa State on a Thursday, Minnesota on a Friday, and then Nebraska Saturday and Sunday. So it was that whole weekend was it was very busy, very tiring, but it was necessary um, when it came down to making my decision. So I was able to visit those three schools. Was your family? I know they can take your family on officials. Do they travel with you on all those trips too? Yes, sir. My mom and dad, it was S3 on, on all three of those trips. So I'm very thankful for them and, you know, them being there with me because, you know, they're very involved with my life as far as football and stuff like that. So it was, I was really glad they were able to come with me. But yeah, it was, it was a long weekend for sure, but I was glad they were there. Yeah, talk more about your background. You grew up in Southern California in a smaller community. You said uh, your father, we talked off air, was in the Marines, the military. Um, you know, how much was the military a part of your life growing up with, with your dad's background? And kind of did you guys move around um, more than once growing up um, or did you stay in California your entire time? Uh, well, we actually didn't move around too much. I was originally born in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I have a lot of family in New Mexico. So uh, we moved from New Mexico to California when I was, I want to say, six or seven. And from then on, we just stayed in California for the rest of my life until now. So, uh, yeah, my dad was in the Marine Corps for almost 15 years. Uh, I think that was big. It's kind of he's taught me a lot and helped me a lot, you know, throughout my life as far as, um, you know, just everything that I know now today and with my sports, especially and stuff. But, yeah, military was a big part of our family. And but I was kind of glad I didn't have to move around a lot like a lot of other military families. You know, I had a lot of friends that I met in elementary school. It was kind of like I was getting a new group of friends almost every year because of the military. There was a lot of kids leaving and coming in every single year where I lived. So I was fortunate enough though that I didn't really have to bounce around from place to place, which was nice. But yeah, it was definitely a, definitely a positive in my life for sure. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
you've been in Nebraska now for a few weeks. Um, obviously, it's colder probably than what you're used to. So I want to ask you about weather. Uh, but what are your impressions of just being here, um, you know, being a part of the program, the, the workouts, kind of the culture and, and what you've been what you've seen the last couple of weeks? It's been great since I've gotten here, honestly. Uh, everybody who I've came across, whether it be, you know, staff members, teammates, you know, coaches, whoever it may be, everybody's treating me with, you know, respect. Everybody's welcomed me and stuff with open arms. So it's really been an easy transition, to be honest. It's been a busy past two weeks, but it's been good because I've been able to now start to settle in more and get more comfortable with, you know, where I'm at now. So the culture is definitely, I enjoy it. I can already feel that everybody is, you know, on the same page and wants the same goal and wants to win and wants to work hard. So that was definitely a big positive that I noticed when I first got here. And, you know, that just helps everybody get better at the end of the day. I feel like every time I go into workouts with my teammates, like it's competitive, but fun and everybody's, you know, willing to work hard. So I think the culture is right here. And I think we're definitely on the path to doing, to doing great things. Who are you rooming with? Do you have roommates out here already? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooming with Trey Palmer and Javier Morton. Now, we had Trey on yesterday. Um, he, he's he's a pretty confident guy. I mean, what's, what's it like living with Trey Palmer? Uh, Trey, Trey's funny. Trey's cool. Me and Trey get along really good and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, Trey Trey got a lot of confidence to him. But that's, that's what makes Trey Trey. So, you know, I, I like that about him. You know, Trey's – He's a good dude. We get along, so there's no issues with us. A lot of talent in that wide receiver room. I'm sure you've gotten to know guys like Omar Manning, Alante Brown, Xavier Betts. Um, you can go down the line. I mean, what are your thoughts of just the talent level and the competition in that room right now? Yeah, it's. I'm excited, honestly. It's a big room. We got a lot of guys who are very good. You know, I don't think that there's a single receiver in the room who can't play on Saturdays. So that's – Something I'm really excited for. Um, you mentioned, you know, Omar, Alante, Xavier Betts. Um, you know, you got a bunch of different guys, but they're all really good leaders. Everybody in the receiver room has welcomed me in, and you know, you can feel the chemistry within us. And you know, I'm excited because having more weapons like that is just—it's only going to make us better as individuals. And you know, you need depth when it comes to this game because you never know what can happen, you know, at any given time. So. I'm excited for the depth and, and the skill that we have in the receiver room. All right, well, let's get to the questions here as uh, you're watching Husker Chat Live, brought to you by Sandhills Global, empowered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. Uh, first question here for you, um, Isaiah, is from Husker Ron. Wants to know about your style. Are you a guy that likes to attack the football when making a catch or letting the ball come to you? I would definitely say I like to attack the football. Um, you know, whenever the ball is in the air, I have a mindset of if I'm not coming down with it, then nobody is. So I make sure that, you know, I don't let the DB, you know, get a chance to get their hands on it before I do. I think that's huge when it comes to wide receiver play. You got to be aggressive and, and attack the football for sure. So I would say that I try and implement that into my game for sure. Got a question here about the quarterbacks. How much have you talked with Casey Thompson and Shubba Purdy and kind of some early thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I was able to. I've been able to speak with both those guys, hang out with them. I had dinner with Chuba last night, actually, and I was just watching some film and stuff with Casey today. So 
you know, both of those guys, great dudes. I'm really excited for to work with both of them. I think they're great players, great people. So, you know, I'm excited to just really get out there and, and just be a weapon for them to be able to utilize. So, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of competition in the QB room, and I think it's going to be, you know, a good year moving forward with, with both of those guys. Did Chubba take a bunch of guys out, or um, was it kind of just you and him going out to uh, dinner last night? No, we didn't. We didn't go out. Out. We just ate at the um, the cafeteria oh, in the stadium together with a bunch of the other guys. But me and him were sitting next to each other, so we kind of were just sitting there, chopping it up a little bit, just hanging out and you know getting to know each other a little more. So he, he's a he's a good dude. I, I get along with Chubba really good, and Casey as well. So. Yeah, I was asking that because uh, earlier in the week we had Hunter Anthony on Husker Chat Live, and he said Casey took the entire offensive line out for stakes and bowling. So I was I wondering when, when's the wide receiver turn uh, for stakes and bowling? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. We haven't talked about that, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see. All right, um, let's see. Got some comments here. I'll show you um, from Tim. Welcome, uh, welcome, welcome to our new family, Mr. Isaiah Garcia. Castaneda, we are happy and all excited to see you here. Um, let's see. Got another comment here from Scott. Welcome to Nebraska. As a um, Grand Canyon U Lopes basketball fan, or, or where'd, where'd you come from again? What was the junior college's name? I think he was referring to where you came from before. No, um, I'm not sure what the name of that, what he's trying to refer here, but um, he, experienced, uh, he experienced a New Mexico fan base. You're a much better company here, Husker fans. Uh, um, let's see. Um, that was a question here. Going through all the questions. We've got quite a bit here. I just want to make sure we don't repeat anything. Question on the facilities here. What is your opinion on Nebraska's facilities and the ones being built compared to maybe Minnesota and Iowa State when you went on your official visits? Um. I think, you know, Nebraska's facilities are great. They're, I feel, honestly, when you start to get into these big programs, such as Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska, you know, Power Fire schools as a whole, I think everybody is going to have, you know, top-notch facilities. But um, compared to Iowa State and Minnesota, you know, honestly, it was – they were all pretty close. All three of them had great facilities. That was no question – there was no question about that you're going to be wherever you, wherever I would have chose, whether it would have been Iowa State or Minnesota, the facilities were, were nice also. But, you know, I think it was really fun to see all that because coming from New Mexico State, it was, that was where the big comparison was for me. Um, New Mexico State facilities, you know, are not really, you can't compare to the facilities here, honestly. It's, it's a whole nother level and the resources that we have here for, athletes as far as academics and um, the food program, just everything all around. That's, that was where I noticed the biggest difference. Yeah. Give me like two or three examples of when you got here, stuff that you maybe didn't know that was provided. You're like, wait, what? We get that? Uh, whether it's the food, the resources, the locker room amenities. I mean, what were, what's like some of the biggest differences you see? Man, honestly, just everything as a whole, um, even just walking into the locker room and when I finally got my locker assigned to me and each locker has a built-in screen on it with uh, your, your face on it and your name and where you're from and stuff, that alone, something like that was big to me. I was like, man, this is, 
this is such a difference coming from where I come from. And it's kind of, it was really a blessing because it, um, it made me realize how, you know, thankful I really am to be here and stuff like that. So, so something like that, the locker room, uh, you know, the meals that we get at the training table and the breakfast that we get every morning, it's, that's, you can't complain, honestly, you cannot go hungry here. So I think the food is something that I'm really thankful for. And that's a big difference as well. Yeah. What's the best thing in the training table that you've already kind of like, wow, I'm going to have this like every day. Oh man. Uh, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't think there's one specific meal that has stood out. They're all really good to me. So every day, every day that I go in there, I'm excited to eat because (laughs) everything is good. So I don't think there's been a specific meal yet that's stood out because they're all pretty good. Got a question here from Josh. Wants to know what's impressed you and stood out the most about the team so far. Um, I would say the camaraderie uh, within the team as far as when all of the new guys came in, including myself, uh, how welcoming everybody is. I think that's huge, you know, within any program, if you want to be successful and win, you got to be, you know, a family oriented type of team. So I think that was a big thing that I noticed coming in that really impressed me was that everyone welcomed me with open arms and it was, you know, not a hard transition when it came to fitting in with the new or the returning players and stuff like that. So I think that was something that stood out to me for sure. Got two special teams questions. Did you play a lot of special teams at New Mexico State? And then just kickoffs and punt returns. I mean, do you envision yourself competing for any of those jobs? Yeah, definitely. I think going into the season, you know, I'm willing to contribute. I want to contribute anywhere I can on the field, special teams, offense, whatever it may be. It's I want to get in and, and help the team in any way possible. At New Mexico State, I did return kickoffs for – the Aggies uh, wasn't every single game, but I would say at least half of the games I started in, I was the kick returner for them. So, but coming in here, you know, I'm open to, you know, getting on the field anywhere I can and being a contributor right away. So that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Cole wants to know about playing in front of 90,000 fans. Have you played, what's the largest crowd you got to play in or, you were a part of at New Mexico State. I'm sure you guys might have had some non-conference games there in front of a big crowd or two. Yeah, I think the two biggest games that we played at were Alabama and Kentucky. So I didn't personally play in the Alabama game, but I did versus Kentucky. So I would say Kentucky is probably the biggest um, stadium, biggest fan base I've played in front of. But it's still – I know it doesn't compare to, to a Nebraska home game. So – I'm definitely excited for that to experience the fan base here, you know, live and and in a game like that. But it's that's I feel like it's not gonna feel real until it actually happens. You know, I, I hear everybody talk about it and how crazy it is it gets here on game days. But that's I'm really excited for that because at New Mexico State it was it wasn't like that at all. So it's it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. 
You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Jack wants to know what are your thoughts of your new position coach, Mickey Joseph? Um, you know, I think he was kind of hired right around the time you picked Nebraska. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was. I, I, I like Mickey a lot. He was actually a big reason why I chose Nebraska, to be honest with you. Uh, as soon as he got in contact with me, shortly after he got hired, it was, you know, we kind of clicked right away. And once I came on my visit, he treated me, you know, like family. And there was no type of, what can I say? It was, it was everything felt just right when it came to Coach Mickey. And I, I could tell he's a player's coach and he takes care of his players. And wants them to succeed not only as a football player but as a person as a student so i think mickey's a great guy i'm, I'm excited to to get coached by him and it's going to be a fun two years with coach mickey all right got another question here um from scott or I, isaac actually what number are you going to wear you know your number yet i'm hoping to wear number two so number two yeah, we'll see if, if i get that but I, I told coach mickey about it already i asked him if i could get number two so I think he's trying to get that number for me. So hopefully I'll be wearing number two this year. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at who let's look at the roster right now. I'm gonna pull it up here and see if someone even has number two right now. Let's see. On there's offense. a I believe there's a defensive guy with it, but nobody on offense yep. as of now. Just a defensive guy, Caleb Tanner. So yep, there's a there is an opening for number two on offense. It looks like you got a pretty good chance to get that number. Yes, yeah, sir. I uh, hope so. <laughs> Um, Scott wants to know, are you a vocal leader on off the field? Or are you more by example? How do you kind of um, go into a situation like Nebraska being a new guy in this locker room? Um, to be honest, I've never really been a type of leader that's really vocal uh, on, on and off the field. I've actually been – I'm actually – my parents always talk about how quiet I am, and, and I feel like a lot of my – old teammates and old coaches can can say the same. But where I feel like I lead is just by playing. And I kind of just lead by example in that aspect and just make sure that I'm doing the right things off the field, on the field, and doing everything that's asked of me. But doing it 100% and not, you know, being a hypocrite for, for any reason or nothing like that. So, you know, I'm not super vocal, but I like to be the type of player that, people know, even though I'm not vocal, that they can trust me and that I'm going to get the job done and that they're, that I'm somebody that they can come to for help or, you know, I would like to be that type of, I guess, role model to others and stuff like that and a great teammate. So, Got a question from Trail who always brings good questions here um, on Husker Chat. Uh, what's your goal uh, for per personal goal and then what's your team goal for this year? If, I know it's very early to probably have some of those thoughts, but I guess what are your early goals at Nebraska? Um, personally, I would say I want to start, I want to be a starting wide receiver on the offense. Uh, definitely want to, if I can become a thousand yard receiver, that's a big goal of mine being a thousand yard receiver. And, uh, as a, as a team, I think, you know, everybody can probably agree with me on this. We're, you know, chasing more than just the bowl game and, and, and just a six win season. We definitely want to win a championship this year, you know, a big 10 championship. So 
uh, I would say that's a big goal going into the season as a team for sure. Skur86 wants to know the story about your hair. Have you always kind of had the longer uh, surfer hair? Um, any backstory to why your hair is um, long? Um, actually, it's about it's been about only a year and a half since I started growing it out. All my life I had short hair. I actually had a buzz cut from when I was a little kid up until about sophomore year of high school. Sophomore year through senior year, I had just a short little comb over, but I don't, I don't know. Last year, last or summer of 2020, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I just decided to grow it out and I wanted to see how curly it would get because my mom said I had curly hair when I was a baby. So that's kind of how that started. And here I am now. It's a year and a half in and I don't plan on cutting it anytime soon. <laughs> well, part of it was probably New Mexico. I mean, barber shops were probably shut down for quite a while out there, weren't they? In the middle of COVID. They were, yeah, they were for a while. I actually, I was lucky though. I had a barber in, in New Mexico that uh, I, I developed a good relationship with. So he did hook me up, but yeah, it was definitely, it was tough for a little bit. There was, when COVID was hit, there was no barber shops open. So I was kind of had to just rough it out for a little bit. <laughs> let's see, let's go uh, down here for a few more questions. Um, let's see. What would you say is your biggest strength right now, and what do you want to work on? I would say my biggest strength right now would just be being a hard worker. I think that's something that's very important. I feel like that's been instilled in me since I was really little um, from both my parents, my dad especially. So I think my biggest strength would just be being a guy that can be counted on and trusted and that coaches and teammates know that I'll always work hard and, and do everything to the best of my ability. So I think that's huge, a huge trait that I want to bring to the table this season. So got another question, and you may not know the answer, but have you ever been timed at a 40? What's your best 40 time? Were you a track runner? Did you ever run track in high school? I I have actually never been timed on a 40 uh laser time. I did run track though growing up when I was little. I've actually been to the junior Olympics twice and I ran only two years of track in high school, but um, so I'm not really sure exactly what my 40 time would be, but, uh, I guess for somewhat of a reference, my fly, my 10 yard split with a five yard head start was a 1.13, I believe that was last going into last season. So I think it translated over to like a four, five, something, four, five, 40, four, somewhere around there. How, how's winter uh, workouts going? I mean, what's the biggest difference you've seen just in the weight room at Nebraska and, you know, versus New Mexico State where you're at before? Uh, it's, yeah, it's a big difference for sure. The workouts have been going really good. Uh, everybody is, uh, the, the coaching staff, as far as the strength and conditioning coaches, I, I get along with all of them really well. So they brought me in, you know, I only spent, I think, about one day in the developmental group and went straight in with the offensive lift group. So uh, I jumped in and the program itself, you know, I like it a lot. I like the style that they bring to the table as far as, you know, their training techniques and stuff like that. And definitely different from New Mexico State. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, just working hard every day in the weight room and bringing some energy to the weight room every day and, you know, just getting better as a player. Got a couple of questions about California. Um, for you here uh, what was it like to grow up in a small desert town of california and somebody else had a follow-up question um about california here 
Um, did you live in the Bartow, California area? Um, so I lived, I think they're referring to Barstow, California. I actually lived in Barstow for a year when I was in sixth grade, but I live, I live now in 29 Palms, California. That's where I've lived most of my life. So it's about, I want to say hour and 45, maybe two hours from Barstow. But, you know, growing up in a small town like that, everybody knows everybody. Um, so it's really small town feel and kind of similar to, to Lincoln, honestly. And it's very hot where I live. That's another thing that was kind of rough in the summers. It gets about up to 118, 120 sometimes. So wow. that was, yeah, that was a little tough every summer. In the summers, it's a little bit miserable with the heat. But um, yeah, it's, I enjoyed being in a small town. That's what I'm used to. So I think, you know, me picking Lincoln, you know, was big because Lincoln is kind of similar feel and I felt comfortable here when I came on my visit and stuff and I could see myself living here. So that had a big influence as far as my decision. to Nebraska. So how far from uh, Los Angeles were you growing up? I was about two hours, two, two and a half hours with no traffic. Pretty would Yeah. The key, the key part of that with no traffic, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one final question here as we wrap things up with Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, um, do you have a nickname? Uh, people want to know, is there a nickname people call you? Um, you go by anything else uh, going forward? Uh, I mean, everybody just calls me Zay. That's really what I used to being called. Uh, so I don't really hear Isaiah too much unless it's, you know, family or people who don't really know me that well. But I would say just my nickname is just Zay. So that's usually what I go by. Well, Isaiah, this has been a lot of fun. Appreciate you taking some time here on Husker Chat Live. Um, lots of great questions. And uh, best of luck as you make your way through winter conditioning. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for this edition of Husker Chat Live. Once again, brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. For HuskerOnline.com, I'm Sean Callahan.